This is the Real People, Real God podcast. From our studio in Martinsburg, West Virginia, we welcome you to join us on a journey of discovering God. Pastor Chris, Pastor Darla, and Pastor Tim discuss the believer's role in God's master plan. Thank you for joining us. So we're talking about intimacy with God, and uh, we're going to continue on our um, conversation. Uh, last two podcasts, we've uh, been on this topic. And uh, so um, and now we want to uh, move on to a little deeper portion. Uh, uh, so let's talk about what are the results of being intimate with God. I mean, as, as a believer, um, as we uh, engage with the Lord and allow Him to engage with us, um, what are the results of that? I, I think of um, believers and perhaps non-believers that when they hear us talk about this, they scratch their heads and well, why would I want to be intimate with God? I mean, it, it, maybe it's a concept that they can't grasp. Um, so, unfortunately, you know, in our modern age, a lot of people have a consumer mentality, and, and so their mindset would be, well, what's it going to do for me? You know, what's that mean? So from a spiritual aspect, let's talk about that. Not so much from a consumerism mindset, but what are the results of being intimate with God? What, what does that do for us, um, you know, in our, in our life? The first word that come, came to my mind when I thought about that question was fulfillment. And I think it goes back to our very first comment that you made, Chris, um, two podcasts ago about um, that we all have that innate desire for something and we don't always know what it is. But when we finally have that intimacy with God, we find a fulfillment there. And, and I think that fulfillment is... The need is not always aware. We're not always aware of it. And and sometimes we're not even aware that it's been fulfilled right away until we're like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I made it through that okay. God still loves me. Life is okay. I'm still moving on. And, you know, and I think it's sometimes we we find it in hindsight. I mean, it just depends on your personality and your own, you know, whether you're an introspective kind of thinker person or if you're just a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants person like me, sometimes I have to look back to see how God has done things. But um, uh, fulfillment is the first word that comes to my mind. Kind of like being complete. Being complete, you know, yeah. Like, like now I'm all together. Right. Like <laughs> Before I was in pieces. but now. Not about success necessarily, but about feeling uh, content. Yeah. Contentment is a really good Content. description. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I think too of um, man, so much could come out of that. Um, I guess first and foremost for me, I think about how it pleases God. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to to be intimate. I mean, I know that's not something that necessarily we receive, but then again, it kind of is. Um, our Father's happy, right? Our our Father's you know joyful. Um, because, uh, you know, his child has a relationship with him. Um, but so much comes out of that. And, I, and the first thing that comes to mind, because I think this is probably one of the biggest things that just people in general in our society have an issue with, and that is trust. Mm-hmm. Um, for many different reasons, whether it be a hardship or, or just lack of knowledge or whatever. Um, but trusting God enough to hand over our emotions, to hand over our hearts, um, you know, sometimes our bleeding hearts, you know, or whatever, um, and to trust him with them that, you know, he's not going to take it out and step on it and squash it. You know, he's going to, 
um, you know, he's going to love us. He's going to care for us. Mm-hmm. He's going to, you know, so there's definitely a, a feeling of trust that comes out um, of this intimacy with him. And, it, and there again, as we said earlier, we, we can't really compare that on a human level of trusting another human because this is so much deeper than that. Um, but trusting him in a way that, you know, we've probably never experienced before. You know where he he's always he always has us in his hand. He always is, he's always caring for us and loving us, um, and trusting him once again to to do whatever in our life it takes for us to continue this intimacy with him. If that means correction, if that means you know a little chastisement here and there, um, you know whatever it means, but giving him our lives to say, okay, you know I trust you. I think one of the best ways for me personally to experience that is is through the hardships kind of like what Darla was hitting on you don't know the comfort of the Holy Spirit unless you've been through something that you need comforting for you know he he says the, the Holy Spirit is your helper you know it's it's retrospective a lot of times like you said Darla that you don't notice that you've just been helped until you've come through to the other side mm-hmm. and you look back and say wow look what God did for me you right. know and I think it's in first Corinthians where it says with the comfort one another with the same comfort that you've just received and Mm -hmm. you know we have to give away what we've given and that's one of the wonderful things about God is that he gives it not just for us and when he touches our life and impacts our life in an an intimate way like that we we share our testimony Mm -hmm. and we can share you know you know God is no respecter of persons and what he's done for me and that comfort that he's expressed to me Mm -hmm. he will express it to you as well and it just keeps passing on it. Like you always say, Tim, it's multiplication of his incredible love and mm-hmm. his incredible passion for us and how he seeks us out. And I mean, I just picture him always, wa- you know, watching it says he's has his eye on us all the time and he's looking for areas. And I see him as a God that's looking for areas where he can just bless us and just show himself and say, mm-hmm. I'm here. Look what I'm doing for you, you know, and he does it over and over. Mm-hmm. He's so faithful, yeah. but that's the best way is usually through to me personally, it's usually through hardships or difficulties or hard times that you see the actual working of the Holy Spirit in your life. Right. And to, uh, to go back to what you said a second ago, Darla, um, in, uh, uh, fulfillment, in completeness um in john chapter 4 uh verse 34 jesus says my food is to do the will of him who Mm. sent me and to finish his work right and that work uh, i mean christ had his work to do but his work was for our completeness yeah so what he finished when he said it is finished on the cross it the fulfillment was completed you know, everything is, is ready, everything is in line, everything's set for us as people, as believers, to take part of that fulfillment and, and to, to be fulfilled on our own. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, the other thing I think about, too, is, um, is faith, you know, what comes out of this relationship uh, with God, intimacy with Him, and you know, faith comes by God's word, the promises that He's made, and things this, that He said, that He's told us, the blessings, and all that. Um, and uh, so that's where faith uh, originates as God's gift. But it uh, is also built up through this intimacy because being intimate with God, I think we see more mm-hmm. of what He's doing and has done mm-hmm. in our lives, and even going to do. Um, we we know Him at such a deeper level. 
uh, and we can hear him more, which is a, something we'll get to in a second. But, um, but you know, we, we, we see the word coming to life in our lives um, and in the lives of others. We see God touching people, touching us. We, we see him work and act and, and all those wonderful things. And that continues to build our faith, being intimate with him in that way. Um, because I think the more intimate with Him we are, the more we obviously would crave His Word, uh, the more we would crave to know His feelings and emotions and His thoughts and so on. And and as we do, I think we just dig in deeper and deeper and deeper into His Word. And as we do, we see more truths come to life. We see more promises make themselves known. And, and we just see... Uh, we see those being confirmed and, and uh, become witnesses of those things. So I think our faith, it can be built in incredible ways, in deep ways, um, through intimacy with Him. Very true. One thing too, Tim, that I was thinking when you were saying that was about when you talked about Jesus had his, his mission and he, it was finished and he completed what the Father gave him to do. Something else that's really powerful in this intimate relationship with the Lord is when he reveals our purpose. Our purpose is more than just knowing him, although that's the foundational part of our, our being and who we are and why we're even here is because we have a relationship with him. But he's created each one of us with a purpose and the society is wandering around with no purpose. They're like, why am I here? What is my purpose? And and that was one of the greatest joys and, and adding to that fulfillment you spoke about, Darla, to know why am I here and to have him give you your assignment right. <laughs> and to know, wow, I have something to do for him and he want you know, he's he's created me for a specific purpose and there's something fulfillment fulfilling in that to know okay, I have something special to do for him. And, and then not only that, he gives you the power to do it. Right. So he's, he's it's really powerful. Yeah, and, and also I, I think about the comfort, um, <laughs> something else that is greatly needed in our world today um, to be comforted from all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, there are those that may be going through something and they're, they're asking God for comfort, you know, and peace through that situation, which he does give. Um, but I also have to think um, that is a result of intimacy with him. That, a res- that is a result of knowing him at that level. And, and, and if, you know, if you're someone that is not engaging with the Lord um, through, through a passion to know him more, um, then it's going to be more difficult to experience this comfort and this peace. And, uh, and I think um, that's something to consider uh, is is living with the comfort to know, like if, when you're intimate with God and knowing Him at that level, and you've got something going on in your life, um, it's incredible uh, to know that He's there in a deep level, you know, and you can come through that so much easier, and you know, with the comfort and the peace. But uh, but I think you know, for those that are praying and asking for that, but are not really fostering that relationship, not really desiring anymore, I think it's going to be difficult for them to experience God's peace at a level um, that can that can get them through a situation. But then again, perhaps that situation will call them to that, to seek that from God and to, to, to know Him at that level. Um, so you know what comes to mind when you say that, Tim, is 
uh, you know, I, with my granddaughter, I see it often. She falls down, she gets hurt. What does she do? She cries and she runs to mommy. She runs to mommy for comfort, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you see the interaction between a child and a mother when a child has been scared or, or frightened or hurt. And then when the mother wraps their arms around that child, there's an intimacy. Mm-hmm. There's a trust there or the child wouldn't run to the mother. Right. She knows mommy is safe and mommy will make it better. And it's the same way with the Lord. When we run to him in our difficulty or when we're struggling with something, to experience that wrapping of his mm-hmm. arms around us and to know everything is going to be okay. You know, like that scripture talks about he hides us in the shelter of his wings, you right. know, and to actually experience that. There's nothing more fulfilling than that right. to know that I'm safe. Even though everything can still be happening around me, I may have been injured, but now because of right. the intimacy with the Father, I'm safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about that closeness and... um a word that comes to mind is aroma. Yeah. I mean, when when you embrace somebody, you smell them. Mm. And, you know... Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's also very strong to think about the smell of somebody you love. And it sticks with you forever. Mm-hmm. I think about my own mother's smell many many years ago I mean she's been dead for 15 years or more but I still think about some smells that associate with her and they're very strong and God wants that for us he wants us to know his aroma and what is that the only way to know that is to spend time with him Mm -hmm. and um, it's just uh, I think about the what you guys were talking about is um, when you were talking about a purpose in life and I had a conversation with my daughter the other day and she's like, I don't know what it is I want to do, you know, cause she's, she's only 13. So she's got a ways to think, but she's like, you know, I used to think I wanted to do all these things and now I don't want to do them. And, um, <laughs> and so, um, as I have struggled the last few weeks just in my own walk with God and ministry and what he wants me to do and where does he want me to lead people and how does he want me to do that? And, and, you know, I keep hearing myself ask the same question. What do you want, God? What do you want? What do you want? And cause I want what you want, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to go where you're not and I want to go where you are and show me where you want me to go. So all those kind of things. And that's part of that intimacy is know what God wants. And every single time I, I'm always brought straight back to this phrase and this thought, and that is just seek first the kingdom of God, seek him. If I seek Jesus, if I'm just looking to him, if I'm not trying to figure out all the puzzle pieces, if I just seek him, Mm. he'll take care of the puzzle pieces. And so when you were speaking all ago about, you know, what is my purpose? I'm thinking about her and I'm thinking, you know, she doesn't need to to decide what she wants to do with her life. She just needs to chase after God right now. She'll find her purpose. And she'll find her purpose, right. And that's the same thing with me, you know, and, and my ministry is the same thing with us as our, in all of our jobs, whether it's at the workplace or whether it's in your parenting job or ministry job or just a friendship or whatever it is. It's like, what do you want me to do? Well, just chase after me, God says. Mm-hmm. And he will, he will, he'll do that. He'll take care of all that. And that's, I mean, I think, um, you know, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He, he, he's, 
he envelops us. He's in us. He's the, our teacher. He's our, our guide. And, um, he's the aroma. The Holy Spirit, I think is God's aroma. And, and if we're, um, tuned in to that aroma, then we can, we'll be able to follow the scent, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. I love that you use that analogy because the first thing that came to mind is, um, is Aaron in the old Testament yeah. and, and all the priests thereafter. Um, and the, uh, the anointing oil. that the priest went through, you know, with the oil, the mm-hmm. anointing oil that was made from, you know, myrrh and just different, different things like that. And, and, you know, when they poured it on his head and it ran down over his beard and all that. And, the smell of that, yeah, you know, um, and that being strong. They're, those very scents strong. are strong. Yeah. Those yeah, oils very are very strong. strong. And how that must have carried. And every time he smelled incense being burned, or every mm-hmm. time that that smell would come out of a tent for whatever reason or whatever, he would, <clears throat> excuse me, be quickly reminded mm-hmm. of the presence of God. And right. to tie this kind of together to his purpose right. that God had given him through that, uh, that yeah. smell. And it was a, just a reminder, a continual reminder of, of who God called him to be, what God called him to do and how much God wanted to, to use him and bless him in that. And, uh, you know, and we, we have that oil, that anointing oil today, and that's the Holy spirit, um, that, that gives us that. And, and as you're talking about that fragrance, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot to do with our mind and remembering what God has done, remembering those moments, not to cre- not to attempt to recreate feelings, right. but to remember and yes. recall the relationship, what it yeah. was like in that relationship. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Um, the other thing, uh, as a result of being intimate with God, and I love this one a lot too. Um, is it opens a line of communication. Oh, yeah. You know, because before we come to this level of relationship with God, basically it's we're praying to him. <laughs> we're praying to him. and and um, But uh, ultimately it's, you know, like any relationship, it, it goes two ways, so to pray to him and to, to hear him speak. But it opens a communication, and there's so many different ways that he does speak, and there's so many ways like you know the more you become one with somebody the more you know their thoughts the more you know what they would do in this situation Mm -hmm. or how they would feel and and so communication really opens up how many times has has somebody asked you know um i don't know what god's voice sounds like how can i hear god what do i need to do what's the formula for for knowing god you know what what is that you know and for hearing his voice but intimacy we really hear him at a very deep level, you know, and even if it's not a voice per se speaking to our lives, it's a, it's a, it's a knowledge and understanding what this is what God would think, or this was what God would say. Um, so communication is definitely expounded a lot, uh, through intimacy with him. I'd like to add something to that too, being the worshiper that I am. Sometimes he doesn't speak anything and sometimes just, you, you sense, you physically can feel his presence. And that speaks a lot. You know, just to, you know, like when you're intimate with somebody, just having the closeness, and you don't need to talk. Mm-hmm. Just just as an expression, just being close. And sometimes that right there is 
Well, he speaks a lot through that. Do you know what I mean? I think that's something we got to get through to a lot of men. Yeah. <laughs> in a relationship. Just be quiet. Just be quiet <laughs> and be there. Don't fix anything. There's, Don't try to understand anything. There's something so Just powerful in that. And that's why I love his presence so much. And he, like you said in your sermon a couple of weeks ago, you know, he wants us to seek his face, which is his presence, his him being there. And it's tangible. It really is tangible. And once you've tasted that, it says, taste and see that the Lord mm-hmm. is good. And, yeah. and I think that's so much. It's an experience that so many people have not had. And, and they were people that are in, caught up in religion and, and the do's and the don'ts and the law and all of that, where they're missing out on such a powerful part of God by never experiencing the closeness and the intimacy mm-hmm. and that quiet moment where you just feel that warm blanket around you. That's the best description sometimes where you just, you, you know, and it's not always about feeling, but he's faithful. He knows that we're dust and he knows what we need. And there's, you know, I have stories of times where he's, he, I, I just needed something physical and he just manifested himself in such a physical way. And he's faithful to do that. Right. It's, it's powerful. Right. Really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's a lot to be said for, um, uh, for the experience and the encounters that we continue to have with him in his presence. And, and, uh, you know, he so much wants us to be there, yeah. you know, uh, wherever that might be, uh, whatever moment of the day or whatever to be in his presence and, and to allow him just to be, you know, to just allow him to do whatever he needs to do and wants to do in our lives and be with him. Um, so a couple of things uh, that uh, we want to talk about um, before we conclude here is how can we foster an intimate relationship with him? Um, how can we, you know, if, if we're, if somebody's a young believer right now, uh, not so much in age, but, um, and they want more of the Lord and they feel this passion stirring inside them, how can they really begin to, uh, to have this deep relationship with the Lord and how can they continue to foster it? I think there's two things that come to mind for me. One is to cease striving. Don't strive. Rest in, in being in his presence. And whether that, whether, however it looks, putting worship music on or um, reading the word or doing both or whatever, just being quiet before him, that's one way, you know, and being patient. You know, it's not an instant thing. You're not going to hear the Lord speak to you in five minutes. You know, usually it's at three in the morning when you want to sleep. (laughs) The other thing that came to mind, too, was that is be around those that already have Mm -hmm. a strong relationship with the Lord. Get around them and develop relationships Mm -hmm. with them because it's not that you'll get it from them, but you'll be able to watch the life and the mentoring almost. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to see and copy you know paul says it a lot i want you to do what i'm doing do what i do and and jesus said the same thing follow me follow my example and to see somebody that's actually living it out in in reality and not just in word only i think it really helps with somebody that doesn't know the lord that well the word that came to my mind was practice Mm -hmm. which sounds like it um is the opposite of what you were saying is striving, but practice doesn't necessarily mean striving to me. Striving means, okay, I'm going to put together a plan. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And if I do this, then this will happen. But practice to me is in my everyday life. So, um, if I want to equate this to like, say physical fitness, 
Um, I can strive to go to the gym and I can do all these different little machines and work and build all my muscles and all this kind of stuff. Or I can also just take my everyday life. I can consciously choose to stoop and bend and strengthen and, and tighten my core muscles. And there's little things that I can do throughout my regular everyday living that actually can Im- improve the well-being of my body. Just like spiritually, I can mm-hmm. do the same thing. I can purposely ask God, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to answer that person? What do you want me to wear today? What are we going to have for dinner tonight, God? <laughs> you know, Sometimes it's the simple little things like that. You can start there and and trust and listen and go with your instinct because I think that's what another word is. Their instinct is the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And when I was learning all about the Holy Spirit, I remember uh, doing that, you know, just asking, what are we going to do? What are we going to have? And, I, you know, it's a, it's a continuous conversation that I just have all day long with God. He's part of every conversation I have. He's part of every activity that I do, um, whether I'm in the car, at home, or whatever. And um, it's just a constant thing. And when you practice depending on him and practice seeking his um, opinion, basically, I guess, then you start learning to listen. You start learning to hear that intimacy. And then you start saying, oh, I bet God would like this because this is what he did last time or whatever. And um, So it's not a formula. It's just an everyday conversation with him that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, I'll just say it as a piece of, it, of, of advice. And that is um, uh, simply no religion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 by that I mean I know that some people probably would frown at that statement, but but what I what I'm meaning is um, you know there's no need for a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. a bunch of practices, a bunch of customs, a bunch of um, you know uh, things that we feel we have to do. And the, and the the issue with that is is that. When we have a lot of things that we feel we have to do, then that becomes a basis of a relationship with God, or at least we think we have a relationship with God because we've done this practice. Um, and uh, I'm not saying practices are all bad, but what I am saying is to be intimate with God means to remove those things. And some might say, well, but we still have to follow the commandments. We still have to follow, you know, do, do the right things, which is very true. But we need to look at it a different way. Some people think by following the rules, they are having a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And it, that's not really how it is. You have an intimate relationship with Jesus, you'll follow the rules because you have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Yeah, right. Not because you're trying to you know, um, live, live through a minefield, walk through a minefield, and you know, I'm a, I don't want to do this wrong, I don't want to do that wrong. Your passion and intimacy to know and to love him and to have that deep relationship will cause you to not want to hurt him. It will cause you to not want to um, do intentionally do things to to, you know, uh, injure your relationship with him. So, you know, it's uh, obedience is a result of intimacy, not the other way around. We don't obey to become intimate so much as that you know we we become intimate and we obey because we want to we want to make him happy we don't want to hurt the lord and 
and uh, and that's where our blessings are. So that you know, it's a little different from the Old Testament to the New Testament in that sense. Um, but that's kind of you know, my advice is um, you know, no religion. Don't don't even make yourself religious practices. You know, uh, in in your own life so much. Just know him for who he is. Just seek his presence. Just seek his face. I think a lot of people in today's society, they're so caught up in that ritual, they think that there are that they have a relationship with the Lord. In actuality, all they're doing is striving for one. And and you can see in their life, I know some personally, you can see in their life the striving and you can see the dissatisfaction and the hunger that's not satisfied and and they talk about oh i got to go to church so that you know you know god's waiting for me you know he needs me to i got to go i got to go and you can see this wrestling in them with oh i know it's the right thing to do and i should be doing it but i'm not and god's mad at me mm-hmm. and 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 you can tell just by their conversation that they don't truly know the lord and that's their way of attaining some kind of approval from him so that they can say okay i'm good with god now so when i've stepped through the doors and i've sat in the pew i'm good with god we're, we're good now and then i can go back monday morning and do my life again until that satisfaction mm-hmm. you know i mean that dissatisfaction overrides everything else and it's it's not a good way to live i think of the words to the song uh when it says um uh when the music fades mm. and all is stripped away mm-hmm. and i simply come and that's the way it is with life, when everything, you know, is, is stripped away. And that quite often, I think that's why so many times people that have been through really deep, adverse situations really uh, find themselves coming to the Lord because that's the stripping away. Yeah. You know, no, it's not pleasant. No, it doesn't feel good. Um, but it's the stripping away, a stripping away of all those things that have gotten in the way. And when those things are removed what's left you know all that's left is 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 who you are you know and and uh now god can really do something you know because you have nothing left to put in the way you know and um but those those words uh, come to mind and uh and that's the encouragement that we have uh for listeners is to no matter where you are with the lord is just to continue to seek him um to 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 know him at an intimate level um, and uh, just just be with him, you know. Don't uh, don't try to um, create a temple for him in your own life. Just be with him because that's that's truly what he wants. Um, so uh, the last question I have, and it'll be a short one. Uh, we're running out of time. Is how can we return to intimacy with God if we stray? Well, there's a. Uh, a scripture, I guess, that com- has been coming to mind uh, several times throughout this, so I need to share it. And um, it, it's uh, it's about Jeremiah and when he was first, um, his first time up as priest to give the first um, sacrifice. And because he was from the tribe of Levi and his very first customer, if you will, was the king. <laughs> and God had called Jeremiah to be a prophet and had told Jeremiah to tell the king that he didn't want his offering, that it was a stench in his nose because what he really wanted was a changed heart. And I think when it comes to coming back to intimacy with God, it's, it, the, the offering is 
is all of the religion that you guys have been talking about and the striving and the checking off the check marks and following protocol and all that kind of stuff. It is not about that. And David wrote about it too in Psalm 51 when he said um, to have a contrite heart. So God wants us to have, um, he, he wants our heart, not our action so much. He wants us, our heart to be in the right place. And, um, and everything that we do to try to get there is, is, well, he says that, you know, that your offering is a stench in my nose. And so he doesn't want that. He doesn't want you fulfilling all of the requirements. He wants you to, to love him just because he's him. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what we can come back to is, is just come back to the very simple, go back to the very beginning, just love God for who he is and mm-hmm. let him love you back. I was going to say to know where you came from. Right, know where you came, from. Where you came from. I'm reminded of a song from Margaret Becker. Um, I don't know the name of the song, but in the in the song she talks about um, basically the, the the narration is that there's somebody coming back to the Lord with who had sinned, and he says to her, "What is that I see you carrying or bringing up mm-hmm. here? Is that for your atonement? Mm-hmm. You know, I've already done what I need to do. Leave that." you know, just leave that with me and just come. And I think that's what has to happen. We have to have a stripping away and we almost to some degree hide behind our atonement. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. We, we bring this backpack per se of, of things that we like, Oh, did all these good things for you, Jesus. You know, yeah, my, here's my, (laughs) here's all my stuff that I did. And, you know, and it would have to be a lot of depending on the size of what you did. And, and he doesn't want that. Mm -mm. He doesn't want the backpack full of things that we bring with us and hide behind in, in fear of what he's going to do. And he just wants us and right. in, in, in the bareness, in the nakedness, in the ugliness of our sin. And that's, and that is so foreign to our human nature because we want to be accepted, you know, so we feel we got to earn that acceptance. But he says, and that song plays it out so well, mm-hmm. just bring me you just come and let me wash mm. you. You know, First nice. John 1, 9, he says, faithful, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive right. you and cleanse you of all your unrighteousness. And that doesn't mean I've done something. The only thing I've done is I've come. There's a difference between baggage and luggage. You mm-hmm. know, luggage you take on your trip because it has the things you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baggage, you just drag it around with you and you can't seem to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lord wants us to come to, to him, not with the baggage, perhaps the luggage of a, of a, of a you know, a heart that desires him, you know, um, not the baggage of, of, of all those things. He wants us to, to let go of that and, and he helps us to do so. And um, so uh, anyway, it's been a great, great conversation and um, uh, talking about intimacy with God. And uh, we thank you for joining us on the Real People, Real God podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Real People, Real God podcast. Your hosts were Pastor Chris Shepherdson, Pastor Darla Lee, and Pastor Tim Howard. Intro music was Wishful Thinking by Dan Lebowitz. Outro music was On the Windy Road by Dan Lebowitz. This podcast was produced in Martinsburg, West Virginia by Tim Howard. Thank you for joining us.